Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to, but real quick, if you haven't done it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Give it a nice little tickle. Ooh, oh my. Also, don't forget today's episode is presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster, an amazing place to go grab lunch or dinner, just a beautiful assortment of uh, great barbecue and I'll tell you more about them here in a second. But what we need to do today, we have so much coming to you. And just some bizarre things that are just, oh, just good. It's just good, clean living. Let's jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, You've been to Chuck E. Cheese, whether it was as a kid or as an adult. Maybe both. Huh? Oh, man, I remember going to Chuck E. Cheese. As an adult, it's so scary because of the, the, the potential viruses that are on any surface in there. As a kid, it was scary because of the animatronics. Well, the animatronics are going to be removed from all locations with the exception of one in California, they're the CEO of uh, Chuck E. Cheese, David McKillops, said that there's going to be one location in California that will have animatronics forever. Everywhere else, they're gone. They're gone. They didn't say what the timeline is on removing them. The, the headline I saw, uh, the articles I saw, said that they were... They were uh, they were gone, but I imagine it's not that quick that they're gone. Those things have evil spirits in them. They got to be careful. <laughs> they're, they're so freaky. I remember that as a kid, though, because it was showbiz pizza. And I think at one time they were combined. I don't know. Maybe Chuck E. Cheese bought out showbiz pizza. I don't really care to do the research on that, but they're essentially the same thing. And they'd have that band up there, you know, miscellaneous animals playing music. And they're just like, if you're really close, you could hear the joints moving. And they have those creepy eyes that just fucking looking at you. They haunt you that, that night. You got a belly full of, of uh, you know, pizza, soda, and a head full of, of fear because of Chuck E. Cheese and those animatronics. So they're getting rid of those animatronics. And it's hard not to sit there and go, is this influenced by that Five Nights at Freddy's movie that they, they just released? And obviously that was inspired by the game Five Nights at Freddy's. It, I would think that it is. They, they, I haven't seen anything that says that that's the reason, but it has to be. It, or if anything, if anything, the people in corporate are like, it's dated. It's creepy. Nobody really wants to look at it. It's just there, and it's like, ah, oh, geez. And I imagine the maintenance on those things was getting costly. So I, I would think that they, it would be a better investment for them to get a big-screen TV and pay somebody to, to make some animations of the music and it'd be a lot cooler right don't you think if you're 
Chuck E. Cheese, that that's something that you would end up doing. It's a lot less costly. So I, I'm fine with it. It's one of those things where in like five years, most kids aren't going to remember the animatronics because if they go there, uh, you know, it, it it's it's like a TV screen or whatever the fuck they do with it. I I just thought it was it, it was creepy. My sister used to work at a Chuck E. Cheese in Arvada back in the day, and I always like thought it would be creepy if you work there and say you're closing the store down and like you're sweeping up the lobby or right in front of the stage. And if one of those things like moves, then you just take a chair to it and just beat the shit out of it. <laughs> They're like, ah, it looked at me. It blinked. I swear to God. <laughs> You're just sitting there quiet in the, in the, the, the lobby area. You got one guy in the back doing dishes. Then all of a sudden you hear music. What? Huh? That's not supposed to be happening. God. Nobody knows. (laughs) Nobody knows. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't play that anymore. It's so creepy. But could you imagine? You're sitting there working by yourself, and boom, that shit happens. I'm sure there's stories out there of people swearing up and down that those things are haunted. If... I was a ghost right now. <laughs> I would go to Chuck E. Cheese. And that would be the best thing. Be like it. They unplug it, and then somehow ghostly, some ghostly powers that I possess just make them start moving. <laughs> and then I just make the voice be like, "Hi, everybody, it's me, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I'm back for your souls." <laughs> I will say this about Chuck E. Cheese. I remember going there. Thankfully, my kids out, outgrew Chuck E. Cheese. I want to say, as a parent, I went there twice. And I did not like Chuck E. Cheese for the fact that it was just really gross. And, and there's only so much that they can do that do as a staff to keep it clean. Because there's so many little kids just rubbing their greasy fingers, their snot-riddled hands everywhere there's only so much you could do as an employee because you're just sitting there going god there's so many of them you go wipe something down five seconds later it's gross again but i remember going there i don't even know maybe five years ago and the pizza wasn't bad it wasn't bad i remember my wife and i sitting there going it's not that bad it's not bad it it wasn't great but you could literally go, okay, yeah, I'm fine. Now we got to go find the kids and make sure they're not breaking something. <laughs> or, you know, licking something and be like, why are your hands in your mouth? Oh, my God. Now we're all going to get sick. <laughs> Way to go. That's what happens when you're a parent is you go places and you just see the just disgustingness everywhere. You're like, oh, my God. Why? Ooh, somebody clean this up. And, and as a parent, you, you hopefully you have the mindset of like, let, let's try to clean this up. I don't want to be those parents that just leave a horrible mess. 
I've told you guys this a million times. When I worked at Chipotle, I always hated it when little kids would come in because they would always spill their fucking rice everywhere. And in the defense of a parent, especially if it was a stressed out mom or a stressed out dad that was there by themselves and they're trying to get a meal, feed their kid and then go home or go somewhere else. And sometimes they're just so stressed out. They're like, fuck, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't with this kid. And then they just leave it. And then we go out there and we're like, are you fucking serious? It was like a whole pan of like fucking rice. I swear to God, just everywhere. And rice is a bitch to get up sometimes. If it's still sticky, it's annoying. <laughs> but I get it. As a parent, I understand it. There's just some days where it's just easy. It, it's easier to just walk away. To walk away from the mess and be like, I, I am so sorry. But it's either that or I just lose my shit in front of everybody. And it's sometimes that's just the way to go. Just the way to go. I saw this on Instagram. And it said, a study says Mario Kart is the most stressful video game to play. I don't agree with that one bit. I'm not a big gamer. I'm not. But this doesn't seem right. The study enlisted uh, experienced gamers to identify the most intense video games. Titles like Skyrim and Call of Duty were also tested, by the way. The findings showed that Mario Kart caused significant 32.81% uh, increase in the heart rate during a 30-minute session. They attributed it to its fiercely competitive gameplay. I guess if you're playing Call of Duty, it's not... I don't know. I, I played Call of Duty like once at my wife's cousin's house. And we're down in the, the basement, and his name's Hayden, and he's just like, here, Scott, let's play. And I, I didn't know what the fuck to do, and I just kept dying. But I, I guess I can kind of see, especially if you're playing Mario Kart, because we love playing Mario Kart in the house. Once you figure out how to play, I don't feel like it's that stressful. But if you're playing, I think it's 200cc where it's like super fast and very aggressive. If you're playing on the hard level, yeah, I guess. But I imagine there's other ones. I would say that like Super Mario, like the very first Mario Brothers, that's stressful. That one's like, oh my God. Especially the further you get along and there's always those levels where you're like, I can't fucking beat it. <laughs> like it, it, my heart rate would be going through the roof on that one. Those ones are fun, but just drive me mad. But I, I guess, I guess the more I think about it, if you're playing a very intense, very aggressive against the NPC, uh, the computer is what that is, uh, that it would, that could be heart, you know, heart pounding because, when you're playing on the hardest level, you're racing along, you're doing well. Maybe you're you're close to getting in the first, then somebody throws a turtle shell at you, and then you're you're next thing you know, you're in like tenth place. That I guess I guess that could be it. I've never I have a watch that tests my heart rate. I I should try it, test it, 
see where I'm at in the middle of a race or near the end, especially if it's a close race. Because a lot of times I kick the shit out of my kids when it comes to Mario Kart. (laughs) Not all the time, though. They're getting better. And my wife's really good and competitive. It's It's all about who you got as your driver, your car, your wheels, and even your your glider, okay? There's a lot that goes into it. If you've never played Mar- Super, uh, or excuse me, Mario Kart, man, you need to. It's fun. It is, it's, it's just a good, clean game. Don't have to worry about blood and guts and, you know, people robbing everybody like on GTA and shit like that. I don't understand why anybody would play those. Those seem fucking boring. Mario Kart's like fucking legit. And you can get new, they update the courses. There, It started out with, I want to say, let's say 10 or 12 courses. Now we have like, kind of like 30 courses because it just updates on the system for Switch. It's awesome. Uh, but again, that's as far as I go as a gamer. I've never really got into anything else. So I guess I'm old school. If you are a new school type of person, do you agree with this? That it is more stressful. The other games that growing up, the other games I played were either Tech Mobile or um, uh, Madden. And I guess you could throw in some miscellaneous basketball games or baseball games as well in hockey. Oh yeah, we use that's that's where you like learn as a kid the rules and gameplay of a sport is let your kid play a sport game. But you got to be careful because there's a lot of gimmicky ones out there. Get one like Madden that has the rules, the legit rules. And that's how they learn the rules, and they can follow along with the game. I learned how to count and multiply by sevens, I should say, multiply by sevens, thanks to football. (laughs) It's so funny. I still, like my son... Uh, a few years ago was learning multiplication and he's in the sevens. And I'm like, he's like, how do you, how can you say those so quickly? I was like, football, man, football. (laughs) That's however many touchdowns. (laughs) It's so funny, but that's how I did it. Another one I saw on Instagram is a study found that I don't know how old this study is. It doesn't say, but they just kind of made it a, a little, you know, stagnant picture but a study found that more people the more people swear the more honest they are fucking right man fucking right and then what's funny is you read the comments on that and they're like well it just to me it just proves that they're ignorant and they they they're very uncreative when it comes to their vocabulary no fuck off you dick jesus no, it's just just the way it, it is. You don't need to use complex words all the time. Sometimes it's inappropriate to curse. Yes, I, I agree with that. But when you're having a conversation with your friends like we're having right now, there's no reason why you can't drop an F-bomb or an S-bomb or a C-bomb. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't mean that somebody's dumb and unintelligent because they say fuck. 
I think it's it's more telling when somebody judges somebody for the way they speak. Right? If somebody's sitting there and they curse a lot and you're sitting there judging them. I I I I'm leaning towards the person that curses as somebody that I want to be around versus somebody that is sitting there judging the shit out of everybody because they they say naughty words. Come on. Just let somebody be who they are. If you don't curse, that's okay. I have no problem with that. But don't get mad at me if I say a, a naughty word, okay? But if I'm out there th- throwing them around at an inappropriate time, like at a funeral or something like that, yeah, that's inappropriate. But I do have to agree with the 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 more... I'm around people, the people that tend to curse are usually the more honest ones. That's not not 100% accurate, though. There's people that I know that are, that they use bad words, but you can't fucking trust them. There's a lot of people in media that way. Off the air, they, they curse up a storm, but you're like, yeah, that guy is like, you know, talking out both sides of his mouth. So I get it, but I don't think it's 100% accurate. There's a lot of people that are very honest and trustworthy that don't curse. And it's just different styles of communication. There's nothing better in my mind when somebody who doesn't curse and then all of a sudden they use a very well-placed curse word to help enhance an opinion. And you're like, whoa, that's powerful. Like, I've had that where somebody I knew that he he never cursed around me. And then he was upset with something that somebody did, and he he was just venting his frustrations, and he dropped the F-bomb, and I'm like, whoa, dude. (laughs) He's serious. So there, there is a time and place for it uh, in that sense. But, you know, fuck off if you get mad because I say bad words. It is what it is. But I don't know. You let me know. Uh, I obviously, like when I'm around my kids, I really try not to curse. I, like, I bubble gum it up. I am like a Disney show. You're like, uh-oh fudge <laughs> like oh oh bananas <laughs> I, so i should do a whole show that way where i'm pretending my kids are like right in front of me and then just use you know uh parent vocabulary but what's funny is like i talk to so many parents and like when they listen they tell me they listen to the show they're just like oh it's so nice i get so tired of you know all the 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 junk and the nonsense that the kids watch and it's everything is just so tame. And then when I listen to you, it's just like, okay, I can let my hair down. I can agree with it. Dude. I was at the bar the other night with uh sugar fire. And one of the ladies that was there is she was dropping more bombs than me. I'm like, she is the perfect listener. <laughs> if I ever offend her, Boy, that would be surprising. 
very surprising. Uh, I'm not surprised about this story because if I'm an athlete, I kind of I agree with it. Now, this person I don't like because he is a rival of my favorite team. Patrick Mahomes talked with Eli and Peyton Manning about his superstitions. Chad Henney said you have a few superstitions and that one of them has been wearing the same pair of red underwear on game day for years now. And I love a good superstition, but you know, couldn't you just do something like eating the same pregame meal? Did it have to be the red underwear? <laughs> well, you know, um, well, first, my wife, Brittany, got them for me, so I had to, I'm not, not throwing y'all down, but I have to wear them, you know. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, I threw them on that first season. Um, we had a pretty good season that season. I only wear them for game day, though, so I can't get – they're not too worn down. They're not like these, like, nasty – I clean them. You wash them. Um, you wash them. I do. No, I wash them. I wash them every once in a while, at least. Is it a thong? Um, is it a g-string? What is it? I mean, if we're if we're on a hot streak, I can't wash them. You know, like I got to just keep keep it rolling. So uh, you know, it, as long as I'm winning football games, uh, I'll, I'll keep the superstition going. No doubt. Never hey, Patrick, never mess with the winning. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny because so is it a thong? A g-string just went over Mahomes' head. I mean, if you're an athlete and if something is working, you don't want to mess it up. I, As a fan, it's the same thing. It, it's ridiculous, especially as a fan, because it's like, obviously, I'm not playing in the game. Why do I think it's necessary to be very cautious about what I wear on game day? But it goes through my head. Broncos played today. Last time I wore this shirt, they lost. Okay, let's change it up. Got to change it up. But if they won last week with me wearing that particular shirt, I'm going to wear it for good luck. Okay? It's stupid. It makes no freaking sense, but I do it. And I'm guaranteeing that the majority of the people that are listening to this do it too. And I do that with work situations, too. I, I'm very cautious about uh, certain things. You're like, oh, I got a, you know, what was it the other day? I did something. And I'm like, well, I can't do that because I, you know, there's certain times I won't bring certain things up when it comes to, say, behind the scenes stuff. I won't bring it up to my wife or anything until, um something secured or I'm past a certain step because I'm afraid if I say it, it's just not going to happen, which is silly. Or is it? I mean, if it works, it works. <laughs> it works. So it's, it's crazy. It's like me doing sales. Since I do sales now for my show, like I get so nervous about, reaching out to people and not getting ahead of myself on and telling people who I've reached out to because I'm afraid that that's going to jinx it. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. If you ever want to advertise on the show, please let me know. DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. Always looking for great sponsors and getting the word out about your great company. I love it. Like Corn Tricks, uh, Cornhole. They reached out to me. They're, it was it was really cool, and they're they're a great company. Corn Tricks, Cornhole.com. Check them out. 
giving you some extra love, dude. Giving you some extra love. But it, it's, yeah, I always just get nervous about that stuff. And the nervousness is based on that I'm superstitious about it. And if Patrick Mahomes wears nasty-ass underwear that is wife bottom and he's finding success with it, just freaking keep wearing them. And like he said, it's not like they're daily underwear. He wears them once a week during the season. That's it. He's doing pretty good. Okay? And what's crazy is if he all of a sudden didn't wear those and it got into his into his head that he wasn't wearing his lucky underwear, then next thing you know, he's throwing interceptions and just not playing well because it's all mental. A lot of football, talking to Mark Schlereth over the years and listening to him, listening to him tell stories and listening to other athletes is that sports is a, a big chunk of mentality. Obviously, you need physical abilities, but it's a lot of mental. And if your head's not in the right space for one reason or another, you can have a shit game. And that shit game can just snowball into chaos. Next thing you know, you're out of the league. So you have to have a great mindset. If wearing the same underwear if wearing the same socks, if rubbing oil over your, all over your belly button before a game, if all that works, then do it. If it means that you're going to be in the right headspace, then do it. If, it. if you do that before your job, before you go to work every day, you wear certain things. You put, you put your socks on, then your underwear and then blah, 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 you, you have a process. If you go out of that process, you just feel out of sorts, do what works. If it means that you're going to be happier and have a better day, who cares? If it works, it works. We got more coming your way, but first, Sugar Fire released their Thanksgiving menu. I was talking to Liz, the GM over at Sugar Fire yesterday. They are just banging out the orders for Thanksgiving. Holiday orders need to be placed by Sunday, November 19th. So get it in now, and then they'll tell you when you can pick it up, and they're going to do all the work for you. It's really freaking cool. So cool. They are giving you a chance to get whole smoked turkey. That's $9.99 a pound, averaging 10 to 16 pounds, feeds 6 to 10 people. They're smoking it for you. <laughs> That's what's awesome. So cool. They got dinner packs. Maybe you want to do that. Six ounces of turkey breast, mashed potatoes and gravy, green bean casserole, sage stuffing, cranberry sauce. Oh, my God. I love cranberry sauce. Uh, also, choice of pie. That, all of that, all of that is $29.99 per person. That's like going to a legit, like, high-end chef at your table restaurant. Oh, of course it is, because it's sugar fire. It's chef-driven. Chef Clint is a master uh, when it comes to, to food. So good. They also got sides. I just told you all those sides. You can get like a pint of them, a quart of them, or a gallon. Oh, 
Uh, if I could get a gallon of stuffing and a gallon of cranberry sauce, I'd just leave me alone. I'll be good. I'll be so good. Man, you can also get whole pumpkin pie or pumpkin cheesecake. You can also get regular meats and sides. Those will be available as well. But right now, go ahead and do it. Get those holiday orders in. They need to be placed by Sunday, November 19th of this year, 2023. Don't be trying to do this like in January. And they're like, what the hell is that? It's 2023, dummy. <laughs> Send an email to catering at sugarfirewesty.com or you can call them 720-639-4903 or you can swing on by, go in there, 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th, right next to Snooze, Sugar Fire in Westminster. They're taking over Thanksgiving just for you, giving you a break. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. This is a wild story. And I, I tracked down the audio from the air traffic control and the pilot. is really interesting. So a horse got loose on a cargo plane and they were forced to turn around and land because the horse got loose. They couldn't control it and they were scared that the, the horse would get injured. Here's the, the exclusive audio of the pilot talking to air traffic control. Four, five, nine, two, guys. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, we are a cargo plane. Uh, we have live animal horse on board the airplane, and the horse managed to escape his stall. Uh, we don't have a, a problem as of flying-wise, but we need to return return back to New York. We cannot get the horse back secure. Atlanta 4592, uh, Roger. You are cleared to Kennedy via radar vectors. For now, fly your present heading. Descend and maintain flight level 220. Atlanta 4592, go ahead. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, due to our weight, we need to uh, dump 20 tons of fuel. Atlanta 4592, uh, you said you need to uh, dump fuel? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, about 20 tons. Atlanta 4592, uh, Roger. Turn the right heading of uh, zero, 090, or zero, and once established on that heading, you are approved to conduct uh, fuel dumping. Atlanta 4592, uh, Roger, and just let me know when you start the dumping. I'm sorry, I had to leave the dumping part in there because I thought it was funny. Let me know when you're going to start dumping. <laughs> I'm a child. I am. Fascinating. I mean, what do you do? He had to turn around because you don't want to be making this big-ass trip with a horse just wandering around, and they can't, because there's a really good chance it could hurt himself. And I listened to, it's like a 10-minute ordeal that they posted that you can listen to. And I was listening to the whole thing. It's just fascinating, because he's saying that they had to dump 20 tons of fuel, which is bizarre, and I'm sure that makes a lot of people upset, because... Where's the fuel go? Most likely in the water. And that's a problem. And I, I don't know enough about that to make a, a legitimate you know, conversation out of it. But it's fascinating that because you think about it, if they try to land with that much fuel still on, on the plane, that that's a problem. Just 
things you just don't think about. And even when he ended up landing, he was he had to say, we're still really heavy because of that. And even though they dumped 20 tons, they still they probably could have afforded to dump even more. So really interesting. Uh, the pilot, calm and cool. He he seemed he didn't seem irritated. He was more at one point he actually requests that they they get a veterinarian on standby when they get the horse done just to make sure that it was okay. It, it's it's weird stuff like that that pilots have to deal with a, a lot. We've talked about stories previously where, uh, and, and I just don't know how the flight crew uh, as well as the pilot, how, how they can deal with this crap sometimes. But, you know, that one person that lost control of their bowels, they had severe diarrhea and it was all up and down the walkway there is people that just go up and start urinating on people uh you got that lady in yesterday's episode where she just wants to start bragging about her grant two grammy nominations and wants to sing to everybody and then the flight crew's like could you just shut up please nobody wants to hear it right now okay right the world it doesn't revolve around you okay good for you on the nominations hope you win now, shut up. So I can't imagine the the stuff that you have to deal with as a pilot in a flight crew, just the chaos. But as long as you, in, in, in this situation with the horse, I mean, it didn't seem out of control. He handled it properly. He was very calm and collected, wasn't being a, a jerk about anything. But then you start, it's, a, it's an animal, right? It's not harming anything. If anything, they're worried that it's going to hurt itself. But then you add people into the equation, and you got some jackwad being a jerk to people. You always see the videos that go viral of somebody, you know, trying to push and shove or punch or whatever other individuals for one reason or another. And, and it's just... It makes me not want to fly because you just don't know what kind of dickhead's going to be on the flight. And I hope to God that I'm never that person. Like, I'm having a horrible day. Next thing you know, I'm screaming at the back aisle, I'll be like, that person's not real. It's an alien or Bigfoot. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? I just don't want that to happen to me. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to end up in a viral video because I didn't eat enough and I'm, I'm hangry, right? And I got a headache because yeah, I'm fighting off something because my kid just went to Chuck E. Cheese for a birthday party. And now I got, I got some weird virus making its way through, through my body. And the fact that I haven't ate and whatever just makes me moody. Next thing you know, boom, I'm going viral for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> all the wrong reasons. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Really appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends if you could, please. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing, amazing place to get some amazing barbecue. Also, don't forget to check them out for their Thanksgiving menu. Be the hero for Thanksgiving and let Sugar Fire in Westminster do all the work.
Trust me, you'll be grateful. You'll be grateful. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's continue to move forward. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you next time.